the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word. Well, today, the Lord spoke to my heart from a very, very familiar passage. It's been a couple years since I've been here in this verse of Scripture, but uh, it should be all familiar uh, to those of us that have been with us for a while. And um, sometimes God gives us a teaching to live by, but other times he gives us a word to stand on. And this Sunday, he's going to do just that. Now, those of us familiar with the passage and familiar with David's life know that when he was a teenager, God promised that one day he would be king. And uh, you, you also know in Scripture that the path between promise and fulfillment is never a straight line, never. There's often a long and a winding road to get you to where you're going. And we're going to dig into David's last stop on this long road. First Samuel chapter 30 and verse 1. Now it happened. We will all have it happened moments in our lives. Moments that are so unthinkable, so painful, so difficult. We don't even want to dignify that day with a word. But what I find is God wants us to grow through whatever we got to go through. And he's a sovereign God. And if you're in it, you must have what it takes to get through it. It happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day. He had just finished a uh, three-day, 50-mile march. David had been hunted for years by his mentor, by his hero, King Saul, and uh, he was hated by a part of the nation that was loyal to Saul. David had done some wrong things and some right things during this, this time of extreme stress. But David at this point had, had reached a level of physical, spiritual, and emotional exhaustion. David was super tired. But we must work, fight through often the worst days to qualify for the best days. 
And uh, this is kind of part two to what I preached last Sunday. So far, though, everyone in this room has survived 100% of your worst days. So this too, whatever it is, shall pass. Pull with me now. The Amalekites, a fierce tribe, Bedouins, raiders, had invaded the south and attacked Ziklag, and watch this, and burned it with fire. Now, three chapters earlier, David had defeated the Amalekites. But have you ever had a situation in your life, a situation you thought that was behind you, a situation that you thought was in your past, show up to try to destroy everything you had built since? Somebody's thinking of an old girlfriend's name. (laughs) And he had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. I want you to catch the story. David's wife is gone. David's mama is gone. All his children are gone. But then we see this next clause, but they did not kill anyone. Even in our darkest moments, we can find a blessing. There is always something to give God praise for. What happened to his family was horrifying. Listen, prisoners of war were treated horribly. I don't even want to say the types of things, things that were done to women that were taken captive in war. Just think of, of what's happening right now in, in the Ukraine and in all those other places. His children, his, his wife, and, and he had beautiful wives and, and his daughters and, and everything that belonged to him had been, been, been taken. But, but here's the deal. But at least they were still alive. You may be barely breathing, but thank God you're still here. Thank God you're still here. Now, they didn't kill anyone, but they did carry them away and they went their way. So David comes back. He was hanging out with the Philistines, by the way, and that's a whole long story. But he came back home to nothing no one, and just rubble where there used to be a home. I've learned in my life, the closer you get to the blessing, the more intense the battle. So when it gets tough, keep your head up because the battle only means you're closer than you think. So David and his men, David was, was crying too, by the way came to the city, and we'll get to that in a moment, and it was burned with fire, all his stuff gone, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive, all his people gone. Now, David, his name literally means beloved. David was God's beloved. The Bible even calls David a prophet, but neither His high calling or the fact that God loved him or God's love for him exempted him from dealing with loss at times. No one 
No one is exempt from life's ups and downs. Prophet, apostle, evangelist, teacher, deacon, bishop. 50 years in the Lord, 15 days in the Lord. No one is exempt from life's ups and downs. And as anointing as, as anointed as you are, sometimes we win and sometimes we lose. But, but when we lose, it's just a setup to win because we might lose some battles, but we will win in the end. We win. We always win. We all, I, I've lived long enough. To fight. I always win. Just, just give it enough time. God will turn it around. He'll turn it around. God will turn it around. Just give him time. We win. Then David and the people who were with him, watch this, lifted up their voices. So again, this is David and all these people, all these men, lifted up their voices and what wept. There is no greater pain than being helpless to protect those you love. I remember my boys were in harm's way and, and it, 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 man, I'll tell you, it took everything in me to be a bishop. But what I do want to say is these were war-hardened veterans. These guys have seen the worst of life in the world. They've seen cruelty and blood. As hard as they were, this broke them down. And they cried like babies. They wept until they had no more power to weep. When you were a kid, you remember crying so hard and so long, you just shook and inhaled. You had no more, no more, no more tears left. Yeah. You remember? I want you to imagine 600 inconsolable, brokenhearted, grief-stricken men wept 200 pounds. 250 hairy men, scars, tattooed men, wept till. And David was in the same situation himself. And this was a culture where men cried and they didn't hold back like we do. They didn't stuff it down. And that's probably why they lived longer. And on top of that, David's two wives careful. Ahinoam and Abigail, it's a different covenant, had been taken captive. So David was not only in a military crisis, David was in a deeply and very personal crisis. His family too had been taken. But everyone can lead when everything's working. But the best lead when everything's falling apart. And we're about to see that David was ready for promotion. After this chapter, David becomes king. But before he became king, he had to pass this final exam, this final test. And some of you, many of you, 99.9% of you in this room, many of you watching by live stream, you are right now in your final exam. 
you might be saying, when will this end? When is this coming? This is the final exam before your promotion. Now, David, man of God, prophet, sweet psalmist of Israel. I mean, he was singing, you know, if they had a top 10, his songs were number one. Everybody was singing his songs and his psalms and, and, and David, a man after God's own heart, was not just a little bit. It wasn't just, you know, I had a rough day at the office, but was greatly distressed. The greatest accomplishments in Scripture came from weary and disappointed people who just refused to quit. So if you feel discouraged at times, if you get tired at times, you too are a candidate for great things. But watch how it continues because dark clouds have rolled in and his men the people spoke of stoning David. This is not one rock. You hear what I'm saying? This, this is not, you know, I'm, I'm mad at you, David. This is not a pox be on your house, David. This was David. We going to kill you. And it's going to be painful. But, you know, in first Samuel um, um, 22 and two. It records when David met these, these, these men. They were all nobodies. The Bible called them discontented, indebted, and distressed. It hurts when those you've done the most for, though you, the, the, those you have worked so closely with and loved for so long, so quickly, forget The people spoke of stoning him, literally planning to kill David. But here's what my 50 years of living has has taught me. It's taught me me that um, the worst thing about betrayal is that it can only come from friends. You see, you expect the enemy to fight you. But not the people you have a track record with. Not those you have loved and cared for the most. That's why every time we take communion, we mention it was on the night Christ was betrayed. He didn't just hurt physically. He was beaten up emotionally when he went to that cross and made it a thousand times harder. And they spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and daughters and everybody blamed David. Everybody wants to sit in the tall chair. Everybody wants to sit in the top seat until they realize what it costs. Mark 10 and 38, we're going to learn some things new here. Listen to Jesus when two of his disciples, James and John, asked him to sit at his right and at his his left. Jesus said to them, 
I appreciate your ambition, your aspirations. Nothing wrong with wanting more than, than, than what you have sometimes. But you don't know what you ask. And he poses a question. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? You may not realize it, but Jesus went Compton on James and John. He was letting them know, pay attention to what I'm about to teach you, that you could only get jumped into that type of authority. The reason people get jumped into gangs is because although gangs may be criminal, the leaders aren't stupid. They want to make sure you could take a punch. They want to make sure if something goes down with the click, you'll fight. Okay, you don't love that example. Okay, all the military, all the military in this room, you may not realize it, but you were jumped into your particular branch. It was called basic training. Psychologists call it conditioning. Jesus, though, called it baptism. He called it a cup. Gangs call it initiation. Mm -hmm. It's about to get good. But every Joseph got to contend with a Potiphar's wife. Every David a Ziklag. Every Daniel got to deal with a lion's den. And everyone who walks with Jesus got to face a cross. And if you want what's next, you got to go through some things, face some things, and stand up and show yourself a man and a woman of God that I can take it. And I'll fight the good fight of faith. I won't fight with the arm of the flesh. I'll look to Jesus, use my spiritual weapons and and love him and be patient and and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. People say, Bishop, I want what you got, but can you drink the cup? Can you be baptized with the, the baptism? Can you handle the initiation? Well, I want to tell you, 99.90, you can. Because you have. And we are at the final place in that journey before promotion. Back to verse 6. But David, when in effect he's he's spiritually being jumped in by his own men. All that's happening and David strengthened himself. He couldn't lean on his wife. She wasn't there. Couldn't lean on his, his men because they were the ones trying to harm him. Couldn't call on daddy. But David strengthened himself in his God always gives us what it takes. But sometimes it will take everything to get you to where you need to go. You know, a diamond is really just a a piece of, of coal that handles stress exceptionally well. Then David stopped crying with everybody else. He let them cry. He looked to God and he said to the priest Abiathar, Elimelech's son, 
please bring the ephod here to me. You see, it's not how fast you can run away, but who you run to that determines your readiness for promotion. I am preaching good in a shoot. Like I got an angel on my left and right hand. I want to look back, say, y'all doing a good job. And David inquired of the Lord. When he couldn't look to people, he looked at God. He said, God, shall I pursue this troop that hurt me? This troop that has defeated me and destroyed me. Lord, I've walked with you long enough. I I made some mistakes in this journey because David didn't always do the right thing when he was was, was in a jam. God was maturing him for for kingship. He said, Lord, I've learned enough. I'm not going to fight this battle in my own strength. Lord, just give me a word. Just like what David, you come against me. With sword, spear, and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. My weapons are spiritual. It may look like it's me, but it's really God behind that rock. It's God propelling that rock. It's God causing that little rock to land just in the right, the only spot that was free from armor. He said, Lord, he's not just making brass statements. This is not it's not, you know, this is not just him being braggadocious and, 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 and arrogant and cocky. He asked the Lord, shall I overtake them? Now, if you know David, David's a very emotional man. We know that about David from the stories we read in the Bible, but we also see it in the Psalms. He was a highly, highly emotional Man, nonetheless, in this extremely difficult situation, betrayal, loss, everything he had burned to rubble, closest people again turned on him. But we see that David remained under the authority of God's word. You know, a, a, a pilot that, that learns how to fly uh, has to be instrument rated to fly certain types of planes. Why? Because I hear, and I, I don't fly planes, but when you fly a plane and fog hits, a storm hits, when, you know, it's kind of like if you've ever been seasick or what have you, when, when stuff starts moving and bouncing around, you can't always tell up from down, right from left. Because the thing in your head starts spinning, I don't know all the terms for it, but your natural orientation leaves. So, you know, when you could, you know, when you can fly looking through the window, you could fly by sight. But when storms come, you can't fly by sight anymore. 
you have to fly by the instrument panel on your plane. An instrument-rated pilot says, no matter what I feel, my panel tells me I'm going down. My panel tells me I'm going up. To be an instrument-rated believer says, well, God's word tells me that I should turn right. God's word tells me I should pull my nose up. God's word tells me I should move left. And if you're not instrument rated, you're not going to make it through certain weather in life. So David is, is, we see he's finally instrument rated. He could just look to the word, not what he feels like, not what it looks like, not based on what people are saying. He said, Lord, shall I over what? Take them. We cannot serve two masters. Jesus said, we'll love the one and hate the others. We cannot always be led by our emotions and the Holy Spirit at the same time. David showed in this moment that he was ready for promotion. Because he chose the Lord and called for the ephod over his pain. And when your pain starts speaking to you louder than God's word, who do you listen to? What do you follow? This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at GraceChurchVATV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.